Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, this is Premier League Daily, the only daily Premier League show right the way through the football season. Subscribe now and make sure you keep up with all the latest news on your team once the season gets underway. This is more of a kind of pre-season friendly of a podcast. It's a little bit less regular, less intense, and none of us are quite up to pace yet. Today we're going to be talking about Harry Maguire becoming the world's most expensive defender. We're going to talk about Neymar coming to the Premier League and Arsenal's terrible transfer business so far this season. To do that, we've got me, I'm Jim, we've got Steve McNaughton over there. Hello, mate. We've got Marley Anderson over there. Hello. And making his debut on Premier League Daily, we've got Matt Pidd as well from the podcast Armchair Fan, which is coming soon for the new season, isn't it, Matt? It is, yeah, it's making its debut this season. So you can follow that on Twitter now? Yeah, Armchair Fan UK. And it'll be available very soon. So first up, let's talk about Harry Maguire. So reports are that Manchester United have agreed an £80 million deal with Leicester City. He's likely to have a medical with Manchester United at some point today, which is Monday, by the way. £60 million up front, £20 million in add-ons. Is Harry Maguire worth £80 million, Steve? <laughs> I knew he was going to start with the Liverpool fans. Like, you know the, the reason I'm asking is he you, five million better than Van Dijk? Oh, well, this is it. It reminds me so much of Virgil Van Dijk re- joining Liverpool, which is why I wanted to ask you because I yeah. remember when Van Dijk came to Liverpool, people said the same thing. Yeah. They went, yeah. "He's not worth the money. He's not worth seventy-five million quid." And it's the same's happening with Maguire. I can't quite see it panning out. I think it's more of a Mangala than a Van Dyke, <laughs> personally. I don't think he can be as quite as bad as Mangala. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, the first and foremost, I think what, we, what we've got to state is that the transfer fee is not Harry Maguire's fault. That, that's just the market that's dictating how much that he's, he's going to go for. In, in terms of level, I've seen the, the Manchester Evening News uh, going with that uh, he can have the same impact on Man United that Van Dyke has, has had at Liverpool. Uh, the reality is I don't think he can. Um, I think he's quite some way behind Van Dijk and I think in terms of having an impact on that team and getting that defence to where it needs to be, I don't think he's the the right signing for them. 
Uh, I could be proved wrong because if he does kick on a few more levels, it'll be good for England when they can, you know, yeah. they've got meaningful matches coming up. Uh, but in terms of looking at the statistics between the two last season, they're, they're like night and day. And I think I feel for the lad because, like I said, it's not his fault. But I think it, they're not even in the same ballpark for me. You're 100 percent right. I think you have to separate the transfer yeah. fee from the player yeah. somewhat. And when you look at Harry Maguire as a player. He is better than anything Manchester United have right now. And surely that's the point in bringing any player. Yeah, to, to improve the team. Improve and the he, squad. Yeah, and he'll be better in that defence than... Smiling at Joel. So are we saying that he would play with Lindelof at United? Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. Would he, yeah. Next season, definitely. Yeah, interesting. If it happens. Yeah, like Lindelof has shown a little bit of promise last year. He's probably yeah, the yeah. one centre-back who you've, you didn't look at and think he's absolute liability. Like, he does look all right, but when you're putting him next to Jones and Smalling, they were making mistakes and making him look worse. He's not experienced in England as well. He's still trying to learn the league and stuff like that. Yeah, you can You can be a world-class centre-half and have an absolute donkey next to you and he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. make you look just as bad as him. Yeah, Lindelof's you know, you can't defend on your own, position. can you? Yeah, no, yeah. that's right. partnership. Time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's. Uh, I think it, it, United. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it with the transfers and stuff like that, and the way they're going about business this summer. Uh, but I, I, I can't get my head around the fact that they've done extensions for Smalling and Jones. Uh, I really think that's yeah. that's a bizarre move from the club. I think club. it was a safety net, wasn't it? But is it it's yeah, a safety net? I, but maybe it's an Erestrun's a... <laughs> safety net. I mean, we did the same with Mangala. We give him an extra year contract, mm. maybe just to get a little bit more money for him yeah. rather than him going on the free. So maybe that's what uh, maybe, yeah, United maybe. are thinking behind that. How, how much longer did they give them? I think, I think he got chunky I think, I think Jones. I think Jones got another four years. Wow. Like that. And it's like... <laughs> another four years of Phil Jones. You know, yeah. Four million. Is he ever going to be worth more than 10, 15 million if he does go? Mm. And number two, who's going to buy him? But if you've got a dressing room that is as disruptive as it would seem the Manchester United dressing room is, maybe people like Chris Smalling and Phil Jones are the type of people you want in that dressing room mm. purely from the sake of keeping people together. And if they are bringing in these young English players, people like Daniel James and... Aaron Wambasaka. Aaron Wambasaka. Exactly. You need those kind of mm. older English players in there to kind of help yeah. them settle. Yeah. yeah. I think when you look at the amount of goals that United conceded last season, I think, you know, it, it's a, they need to get someone in who's considerably better than what they've got. Mm. Is Harry Maguire better than what they've got? I think it's fair to say that he is. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot that he's going to have the price tag on his head. Uh, 80 million quid a lot of cash and also he's going to have the responsibility of shoring up that defence mm. as well um, and I'm just not sure when you factor all that together that it, it, it's going to pan out if I'm honest do we think that it's good business for Leicester City 100% yeah, all day. 80 million how much did they pay for him they bought him from Hull didn't they yeah. bought him from Hull for about 10 million was it so I think it's like 80% bloody um, you know what they've made on him they've made 80% on him haven't they really yeah. yeah, and they've just signed Tielemans for forty million. If they sell mm. Maguire for eighty, you've practically got and Perez. Like, for 30 I know he's not a replacement. Got about Tielemans. Yeah. It did seem like there was a little bit of unrest settling into that Leicester City camp because of Maguire. Mm. We had seventy million pound bids rejected from supposedly Man City, mm. who were after him, and Manchester United. Maguire felt like he was being priced out of a move a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He wanted to leave, and he has been the consummate professional in that Leicester City team. He stayed for that extra season mm. beyond the World Cup where he yeah. could have easily left. And so it was time to get rid of him and to get 80 million quid 
even we don't mean we know it's 60 million up front 20 million add-ons we don't know what those add-ons yeah, are yeah. are they completely unachievable like you were saying earlier Marley it's yeah, like, I'd love they, to know what the add-ons yeah, are yeah a really Champions is. League qualification well, which says wave yeah. goodbye to the 20 million yeah. <laughs> Crystal Palace bantered them didn't even they signed uh, Juan Bissaka because yeah. they put, tried to put a clause in for winning the Champions League and, uh, and Crystal Palace said no chance lads Palace <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just laughed that email yeah. off like look at this lads yeah look at this yeah but uh, the important yeah. element is they have to replace Harry Maguire in some yeah. way now yeah. and yeah. the latest rumour is they want to spend I mean this this is an indication of how insane transfer fees are 45 million quid to sign Lewis Dunk from Brighton that's 45 oh, wow. seen that before. that's madness I th- I thought Lewis Dunk's a, a good replacement for him I didn't know he did want that much for him 27 years old never played at senior level for England Jesus that seems Christ. like a lot of money I think for, for, that for me that is the market if you're going to if you're going to replace Maguire at Leicester I'd be probably looking at Tarkowski from Burnley yeah completely yeah, I think and I think you'd probably if get him there, for I'd, a little bit less money than that as well I'd be looking at Lascelles from Newcastle 15-20 million that's not a bad shout. We're, we're a fair. selling club, basically. Yeah. We'll we'll take money for anyone. When you look oh my at God. When you <laughs> the Newcastle fans, yeah. the Newcastle fans are screaming this thing background to how shite Newcastle are. But <laughs> when when we will do that. We will players sell. now, um, especially if they're English. It seems to be that a little bit more put inflated, on in price, yeah, inflated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's 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 a bit of a curse, really. And I think forty-five million for Lewis Dunk. I hadn't heard that, and that's the first that that, that is. And he's turning crazy this morning. Uh, yeah, for which example, is, Lascelles is 24, 25. Well, if you look at it, the, the, uh, more money out of him. you know, Aston Villa have just signed Mings for what, 20, 25 million quid? Yeah. yeah. And you think, is there that much of a difference in them two? I'm not sure there is. Tyrone Mings, Bournemouth's fifth best centre back. No, but in terms of being <laughs> all alone. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's good business for Aston Villa. Oof. I think in general, Leicester show. City have gone about business this window pretty well. Mm. getting rid of Harry Maguire as you say for 80 million quid is yeah. decent business they signed Tielemans making who's his line deal permanent who's yeah, United really should have player. been in for him all day of the yeah. week mm. Perez from Newcastle looks like a decent transfer yeah. as well I mean could even be the number one striker displacing Vardy depending on how Brendan Rodgers sets up that Leicester City well, team. Well, I think also Vardy's what thirty-two now is he yeah, something like that? You know, so bit. I think yeah, yeah. you know Leicester will be putting plans in place for. What, the time comes when Vardy does move on mm. so I think that's a smart piece of business from that and obviously yeah. one that guts Phil I mean I find it crazy yeah. now how 30 million is considered a good deal like yeah. it was not too long yeah. ago yeah. 30 million was an, an eye raise you know what I mean yeah it was like wow spent a yeah. lot of money a lot of money oh, now yeah. it's not <laughs> well on that it's worth considering that 80 million quid has just bought Harry Maguire <laughs> 10 years ago pretty much to the day 10 years ago 80 million quid got you Ronaldo Ronaldo yeah who oh, <laughs> went yeah, to Real Madrid that, yeah. for Manchester United for that transfer fee yeah. on the Manchester United thing the Paul Pogba situation seems to have settled down a little bit they're yeah. on pre-season tour at the moment Pogba's out there he's playing as well he set up the goal for Marcus Rashford against the mighty Perth glory <laughs> which was that old cliche of a team full of school children and postmen and all, all that kind of thing but it seems now I was convinced Pogba was going yeah Two things have happened. United have said, if you're going, we want 150 million quid for you, Mm -hmm. which seems to have put a few courting parties off. The other thing that's happening is Pogba seems to have settled down. He said at the weekend that there was no need to talk about his future. There's even talk of Solskjaer making him captain for next season. Do we think Pogba's now going to be at Manchester United next season? I think he will be. Yeah, I think so. I can't see... what, the one team you go to is Real Madrid and they've already spent 300 million this summer. And like, they're trying to on, do a deal FFP's for Neymar as well. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, that kind of rules that much. out. Um, Juventus as well are, are, are known to be interested in re-signing him, but I think, you know, 
you know they've signed a few midfielders this summer, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, you know with um, Rabio from um, Rabio, Aris Aaron Ramsey, yeah, from Arsenal. So. I can't really see him going big for Pogba, um, and I think probably it's more of Pogba's got that guy, Raiola, who's an absolute nightmare. And I think a lot of Pogba's situation is about him unsettling him and him kind of saying, "Listen, mm. you know, we can get you kind of like even more money a week, and you can kind of challenge him for trophies, and I get a nice payoff from it as well." And I think that's probably what gets into to Pogba's head. But I think if he concentrates on his football, he's got the ability to be to be one of the best. His, his attitude's more important than yeah. ability. If, you, if you've not got the attitude, there's no point in having yeah. the ability. Mm. You're not going to apply yourself yeah. on the pitch. But and it's got... a shame. Well, it's not a shame because I'm a City fan yeah. <laughs> when you're watching Pogba. But you just know that he's got it, but it's just frustrating that he yeah. only turns up in like two and maybe three games in a season. Yeah, well, he's probably got like the, the, the agent in his, in his ear saying, listen, big game, big worldwide audience, you know what yeah. I mean? Very high profile. You've got to put a shift in today. But... I think his agent hasn't got his best interests at heart. I think his agent is thinking about his 10, 12 million payoff for doing that. Oh, yeah. that, that level of yeah. He's also the agent of Matthias Delict, and yeah. that's why he's taken so long to go to Juventus. Like, we all know he's going to Juventus, yeah. but really, it's the personal terms and the cut he gets from it. Mm. And this kid's a 19 year old kid. Every two years, agents want players to move because every mm. two years they want yeah. a little payoff. Yeah. yeah. And so it keeps on moving. But Pogba moved in 2016, and apparently Raiola got 20 million in, in a, as a cut, as a yeah. fee for doing a bit yeah. of work and it's like if you're making that much money and you've mm. got a lot of clients around the world you're shifting them all around the places yeah how much money has that guy got he's, yeah he's, he's earning an absolute fortune and i don't think and now that he, he just wants more and more and more and wants probably to move again and again because oh. the market's going mental i think it'll be really interesting to see next season or this season we're only about three weeks away now when the season starts if manchester united get off to a good start this season mm. all that negativity around pogba around lingard around rashford it's going to disappear yeah. really quickly. Yeah. It's fickle, isn't it? Yeah, and it I think is. I think that you know, and, and I think the um, I think it's an interesting time for United because I think Chelsea rebuilding, Arsenal are probably on the outside of that top four, aren't they? And they're not really making any significant moves in the transfer market. Uh, we know they're trying to sign Tierney from Celtic, but I think United are probably thinking actually we can get into this top four next season. Mm. Um, the transfer strategy will be interesting to see how it pans out, you know, going with the young British talent and paying a lot mm. of money for it as well. Um, and I think if he does kind of get five or six games under his belt where he gets off to a decent start and he's in the top three positions, I yeah. think that they'll be quite optimistic. Yeah, definitely be interesting. Right, we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back in a minute and talk about, amongst other things, we're going to talk about Arsenal and their business in the transfer window so far. The proposition of Neymar coming to the Premier League and also... I want to talk about the most ridiculous comment that I've ever seen on social media over the weekend. One of the most nonsensical things I've ever seen. I'm going to try and get these three boys to make some sense of it for me. We'll do that next on Premier League Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Sports Social. Welcome back. This is Premier League Daily, your daily Premier League show. Hit subscribe now and once the season starts, you'll get the show every single day day of the week. Right, I want to read you a tweet I saw over the weekend. Now, this is from a Manchester United fan, but it's not... No, when I say that, I use the word Manchester United fan quite flimsily in this particular <laughs> context. <laughs> but the, uh, Most likely. <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst takes I think I've ever seen in football, and I don't understand where the guy's coming from at all. And he's talking with a Manchester United hat on, but I think you can probably spin it out to pretty much every club. I'm not going to name him because I don't think that's fair because he hasn't got the right to reply here. But the tweet said, if you support free academy players, you support the Glazier family, not Manchester United. Every time one of them, i.e. the 
academy players, steps onto the pitch, they are saving the Glazers a hundred million pounds. That's a proper footballer in their position, what it would cost. So essentially, what this guy's saying is if you want to see young, homegrown talent coming through from your academy into your team, you're essentially saving your board money and potentially supporting a regime at Newcastle, for example, would be a similar situation that the fans don't support. Am I alone in thinking that is some of the most irrational thinking I've ever seen in football? Mm. Oh, totally unrealistic. That is ridiculous. That's just a weird statement. It's just strange. There's I mean, no logic just, in it, is there? I mean, there? when the Glazers spend money anyway at United, they're putting them in more debt anyway because they don't put money into United. They only take money out, don't they? Yeah. So, so that, that, again, that statement it, it's it, it's very very stupid, and the fact that. It's meant to be the Manchester United way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Bringing yeah, young, in young um, talent, academy yeah. players. It's been that way since, you know, 1992, we'll say. Yeah, they've always had, like, players in yeah, the matchday have. squad, haven't they? United, yeah. I think they've got some mad record of, like, in all the way back to, like, 1986 or something. Yeah, I've always seen had, that. Always a had a homegrown player. player in the squad, and that, yeah. that's mental. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's just, I think that's someone whose emotions have got the better of them. Maybe they've had a pint or something like that. And I think yeah. it's someone who's kind of, you know, got into a discussion in the yeah. ale house and, uh, Don't and drink tried, and to, tweet. Kind of, tried <laughs> to get his, his points across. And then he's gone to Twitter and said, listen, I can get, you know, validation on this. They'll look it up kind of yeah. how the masses are going to respond to it. Yeah, and I someone think looking for retweets. I, I, it's, it's an absolute shocker, that. I mean, it doesn't even take into consideration the amount of investment that an academy has. Mm. And I mean, Newcastle before have closed their academy to save money. And it's just the mm. idea that. It's not just the one player you're investing in. You're investing in tens, twenties of players. Some of them don't make it. So ignoring the financial side completely, what I really wanted to say was there is no better feeling in football than seeing someone who has grown up within 20 miles of your stadium pulling on your team's shirt and playing for your club. That's that's the best thing. Your boys have got Longstaff, haven't they? Yeah, he came out of nowhere, really, Sean Longstaff. Still folded. Nine nine Premier League appearances, now he's worth 25 million and Man United want him or something. Yeah, yeah. It sends out a message, doesn't it, with that? Like, you can produce them, but are you going to keep hold of them? Like, obviously, Phil Foden at City, like, he's, he's obviously going to stay because there's nowhere better for him. Mm. But Longstaff, with our board, for example, yeah. they're going to want to cash in on him. Yeah. And I, I know for a fact that he'd want to stay. He's a local lad. He's mm. from Newcastle. He's, you know, he's got the accent. He's got yeah, the heritage. Yeah. His mum and dad are, are from there. They're from a cricket family as well, I think. They're a good uh, cricket thing. Family as well. Yeah, yeah. You're desperate to get cricket into this podcast, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's one time a year yeah. I've actually liked it. I think it's um, you, you know we've got Trent at right back, obviously you yeah. know at Liverpool and local lad who's come through the ranks, and I think. The feeling is you get is more more pride, you know, when one of them Completely, lads yeah. breaks through. But the reality is, I mean, I, I couldn't even hazard a guess at how many players Liverpool, Man City or Newcastle or even your boys West Ham have on their books at the academy. But he's kind of one who's playing week in, week out, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's that that's that's the reality of it, is that you might kind of unearth the odd gem. Um, and I think when you do it, good. But if you want to compete, uh, you know, you're going to go into the transfer market. You're going to try and buy players that are going to improve the team, get you to kick on a level or two. And I think, you know, it's it's just a bizarre show. Really. I think it can make a difference for the player that's playing as well. Mm. And you look at West Ham and you look at Mark Noble, who isn't the most gifted footballer in the Premier League mm. by any stretch of the imagination. And a lot of fans think he shouldn't even be in the team on yeah. occasion. But sometimes he plays with such passion and such drive that it ups his game yeah. a level. And sometimes you need someone on the pitch who genuinely feels mm-hmm. like he cares for your football team, particularly now when yeah. we have a lot of foreign players, a lot of 
mercenary-esque players that are playing for the money. Having yeah. someone who lives yeah. and breathes and bleeds your club is a brilliant I thing. So. And it's good for Declan yeah. Rice, that as well. Those are the players that can drag you through games, you know, where those sort of, like, you know, so-called world-class players go missing sometimes. They're the ones yeah. that can drag you through. Mm. and win you the games because they've got that passion for the badge on the chest mm. yeah, totally agree yeah, we, when Newcastle went down in 2009 um, it looked really bleak really bad because we didn't we had a talented squad but it was full of the French guys yeah, the like, foreign guys yeah. um, and like three players stood with us and it was Colacini from Argentina who yeah. stayed and said right I've I'm been here, been here five you. years yeah, six yeah. years I'm he staying. was your captain as well weren't he yeah. yeah and we had two guys that were just insanely good for the dressing room it was Kevin Nolan and Joey Barton, proper yeah. English lads who understood it. <laughs> proper Brexit footballers. <laughs> no, to fight as yeah. well. And they, um, literally. And they, they literally just dragged us back up. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, fast forward 10 years and Kevin Nolan saying, Mike Ashley's great, so he's a wanker now. But, I mean, that's a fucking <laughs> terrible shout out. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe but we'll, leave, we'll that. leave that. But oh, at yeah, the time, that's, that's exactly that. what we needed. Oh, yeah. So they brought us back up. So. Yeah, you do need that mix. You need the mix, yeah, 100%. Let's crack on and talk about Neymar potentially coming to the Premier League. Now, this is a bit of a far-fetched one at the moment, but... But obviously, we've seen over the last few days Griezmann going to Barcelona, which might have implications for the Premier League. We also know that Neymar wants to leave PSG. His dream move and removing himself from Messi's shadow hasn't really worked and he wants a return to Barcelona or certainly wants a move elsewhere as well. Anyway, I think I heard rumours that he said he will never play for PSG ever again, which is mm. another instance of yeah, player power. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if he is looking for a move... And he wants to win stuff and he wants a new challenge. Is the Premier League a potential interesting move? And in that case, who can afford him? Is he as good as the hype? Would anybody want to spend the money on him? And where does he fit? Are there many teams he fits into? Because for me, I'm thinking you two boys, Liverpool and City, are Mm. probably the only teams he'd really work in. I wouldn't have him in my team. I wouldn't no, have him in no my chance. team either. And I, you know, I think because he's a disruptive influence, or because he's not worth the money, he hasn't quite I, got I the think ability. Both. both I'd both. say, I'd say yeah. both, hundred yeah. percent. I think the thing is with the law of the Premier League is probably so so you know attractive to him because they're so strong in Europe. The Premier League teams, uh, you know, obviously they've got both trophies mm. uh, at the minute. You know, the semi-finals were kind of obviously you know were littered with English, English teams. teams yeah. Um, so I think he's probably thinking if he wants to win the, the big European honours, uh, the chances are if he goes to some of the top Premier League teams, he's in with a shout of doing it. The, the other issue he's got for me is that for there's only so, so many clubs, like you say, who can do that that level of deal. And you, you can put Man United in there as well financially. They could probably pull someone mm-hmm. like that off. Um, I think Real Madrid or Barcelona, with the level of cash that they've spent this summer already, it makes it difficult to sign Neymar because of the transfer fee and what his wages are. So I think the only way that someone like Barcelona could sign Neymar is if they did offer players in exchange to the value of whatever transfer fee they set on it. So, you know, you're looking at Coutinho, you're looking at at Rakitic, you're looking at... And there are players that both clubs want to offload at the moment. Yeah, But the the rumour is, like, because he... specifically wants to go back to Barcelona he's saying um, the rumour is that they're looking at uh, Umtiti the centre back French centre back yeah. going back to France kind of makes a bit of sense for 50 yeah. million mm. uh, and Usman Dembele as well being used as another make weight 50-60 million and then 100 million on top of that so it's like I don't know how they're going to get around FFP but well, yeah. if they want to bring him back they're going to have to work something out because they spend they make so much money. Reason. as a club they make so much money that FFP is not really a concern 
for mm, real yeah. or Barcelona and then you've got the Spanish government giving them a little back under <laughs> 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 they just write it off don't yeah, they you know it's just a Real Madrid you owe 400 million yeah we'll sort that out for you lads yeah. it's on us <laughs> you know, but I think realistically I can't see him come to the Premier League I think that it, it would change everything for whatever clubs you know attempted to sign him and mm. I don't think it would change it in a positive way either and I think if he didn't have a season of uber success I think he'd be kind of saying well I want to, I made a mistake coming here I want to go but I thought his comments were quite interesting at the weekend when he said his best moment in football is the uh, is when Barcelona come back and beat PSG <laughs> uh, I think he won 6-1 in a new yeah, camp did, didn't yeah. he uh, you know to go through in the Champions League and he's saying that's yeah. his best memory in football um, <laughs> when you're currently having your wages paid by you know played by yeah. paid uh, by PSG that's an interesting tactic yeah, it seems like the final yeah. nail in the coffin doesn't it with his um his PSG career. Yeah. He's yeah. Raiola, his agent. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was telling the truth for that. Like, the 6-1 is fine, but the timing of saying, oh, yeah, when my former club beat my current club yeah, and I want to exactly. go back to my former club. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just come being, on, mate. Just, you know what you're saying. You're it's stirring just being, the pot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, he's sitting on a beach playing beach football at the minute, not training with them or anything like that. He knew, he knew what he was doing. Mm. So you don't want... Turning the screw a bit. You don't want him at City, Matt. He's not the man for no. you. But there's still, I'm seeing a lot of City fans talking about reinforcing the striking power mm-hmm. at City at the moment because yep. Aguero is still the main man. He is. Jesus had an absolutely brilliant Copa America mm-hmm. and shone there, but do you still need another striker? I do, someone th- to I cover do think in? we do. I think we do. Obviously, Aguero has been known to get injuries here and there. He had a good season last season in terms of injuries, but he is known to get injuries that put him out for, say, maybe six weeks, something like mm-hmm. that. And I don't think Jesus, at this moment, he's still young, bearing in mind. We, we all forget how old he is, you know. So I, th- I think that we do need that 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 cover in case it does happen because I don't think Jesus can carry the line on his own. Because you struggle for goals, don't you, City? <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 do, they do come from all over the pitch, granted, right? But I do think we do need that that little bit more like um, insurance in front of goal. I don't think Jesus, at this moment, can be our leading player. He's just been given the number nine shirt, which is a massive thing. Mm. But I do think that he does need support and we do need support up front. Maybe just bring bring someone in that's um, young up and coming that we can... But you do only get one striker, don't you? It's hard to, to get someone to come into City's team because they know Aguero's number one. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a, an in for in prime sort of striker in Aguero. If you, if you Let's say he's still in his prime. He's still scoring 20 goals a season, so he's still in his prime. He's doing all right. And then you've got a, a young, <laughs> promising guy so the only really ones you can bring, you can't bring another guy in, in his prime in no. because he's not going to play and he's not going to fancy it. You can't bring another young lad through because Jesus is like 22, whatever. You've got to bring in like a an older guy who's happy to sort of be a, a sort of super sub like, like Fernando Latin. Lorente or... Needs to be English you know, as well. They're, and they're, they're not good enough to play yeah. for it. Because of the, the, the numbers and cities. Yeah, he does. Yeah, English they players. Do, yeah, they need to bring the quota down, yeah. yeah. Peter Crouch has just retired, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy Carroll, Welbeck, Sturridge. Yeah. Andy Carroll's yeah. usual three. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the one thing that City have got going, I mean, they're, they're struggling to get a, on a plane at the moment, City, so they're not <laughs> really... delayed by two days. Yeah, that's two yeah, days they spent trying to get to China. Newcastle and West Ham's best chance of beating City if they don't get that plane to the Premier League. Fingers crossed. But the thing, I mean, it does seem quiet from a Manchester City point of view on the transfer market they've seemed to have solved that left back issue with having Zinchenko obviously mm-hmm. in form last season Mendy's back to fitness then Angelino's come back to the Angelino's club as well back, yeah. so is that the left back problem boxed off there isn't a lot of business to do with that no club. there's not there's no business to do but the thing that just worries me is, is Benjamin Mendy with his, his injury issues mm. when you look at we've had him like two years and I think he's played like 20 games for us yeah 
that is not a lot of games in the grand scheme of things and we we paid a lot of money for him mm. and the thing that it does does me with him as well he's he doesn't seem to take it seriously enough like when he's he's constantly on social media doing trips here and there but he's you very, you very rarely see him like putting the effort in on social media. I've seen it recently. He's said he's back in training, yeah, and he's trying to put the effort in. But he's, it seems like recently, or before that even, he wasn't really taking it that seriously. Would Sometimes that his attitude you? seems like it's a bit more. If, if he was playing, would it bother you what he was doing on social media though? Would it if, make if a he was put, if he was staying injury free? Putting in performances in week in, week out. No, it wouldn't bother me at all. But sometimes I think he prioritises other things other than his, his performances on the pitch. So if you're not playing and you're not fit, you shut up and you get on with it yeah, and you don't get, worry about get, what you're doing get on, on with it, yeah. the gram. To be fair, I think he's, um, he's he's toned his social media back from when he first came. He was like tweeting like yeah. every, every Why day. Why do you all have to go was, with him? Well yeah, and it kind of just knocks people a little bit. But I think this summer he's using more of his social media. When I see it, it's like he's in Barcelona a, because that's where his knee surgeon is, yeah. and he's rehabbing properly. Mm-hmm. And then he's in like Abu Dhabi or Dubai or whatever, and he's actually using his his Instagram stories and stuff to to show people he's putting yeah. the work in. Because if he recently. was doing other stuff, like and he was like on a jet ski or some shit, like <laughs> people would be like, "Oh, we need to get rid of this guy because we yeah. just won the league without him. So why do we need him?" Kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't but, think the club helped themselves when they bought him either with the whole Team Shark thing and they were putting their own social media yeah. posts out and selling shark hats and all that oh, kind of don't, thing. Oh, don't, don't. If you don't want someone to do that element of the social media, you don't want them to be themselves, then you don't encourage it yeah. in the way they did. They have given mm. the platform to do it, haven't they, to exactly. be fair? Let's talk about another left-back briefly. I think he's a left-back. Kieran Tierney from Celtic. He's yeah. a left-back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah, he's going to, well, supposedly, supposed to be going to Arsenal. £25 million has been rejected by Celtic. Have Arsenal forgotten how transfer windows work? Yeah. Have they got no concept of what's going on? We yeah. see Ars- they try Arsenal to think find... it's 2012 and you can get anyone for £25 million and then And they're looking, going, hang on, Van Dijk was worth 75 two years after we sold him to, yeah. to Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So and Andy Robertson's now one of the best left backs in the world, and they yeah. sold him to uh, Hull, Hull for yeah. three and a half million yeah, or something yeah. like that. We, and we, then we you signed him for eight or eight, twelve, was eight it? Eight million eight? we paid for him. Yeah. There you go. So but, they're like they're like, hang on, we need to protect our investment here. Look at these guys. Our league is yes, not as strong as yours, but our players can be. So twenty five million probably would have got him two, I'm, two, three I'm years still ago. Still slightly but, torn on twenty five million for Tierney though, because mm. although he's a decent player. He played four games last season or something like that. He's got he's just recovering from a double hernia operation. Twenty five million would make him Scotland's most expensive ever player. Yeah. Which is insanity when you think of where current transfer fees are. Mm. So I can't work out who's wrong with this one. I can't work out whether Arsenal are undervaluing him or whether Celtic are playing hardball and just don't want to sell him. Mm. I think Celtic are playing hardball because I think he'd be, yeah, he's, he'd he's be very captain, difficult to I replace, think, uh, wouldn't he? Sorry, he's not the captain. Scott Brown's the captain, but he's one of the Vice the captains, leaders, he's, yeah, he's been there yeah. for years. Yeah. They produced him. They yeah. they want their investment back on him, really. And I think Arsenal are probably hoping for like a, a Robertson mm. style Robertson style effect on that left hand side. Mm. Um, so and Arsenal need a left back as they well. They do need a left back, mm. and I think you know if the. I reckon probably 30, 35 million is going to get him, I think, yeah. but it's a lot of money for him. Yeah, I was going to say um, that, 30 million plus. Yeah, I think when when he's you know he's had so little game time. Um, Premier League, totally different animal. The, the pace of it, how frenetic it is and how, and how aggressive it is in comparison to the SPL. 
you know, it'd be a real culture shock to him. And I think he'd be a player who'd come in and probably have to settle for a season as well. And mm-hmm. then he'd start seeing the best of him. Um, so it it seems risky to me, but again, I don't know what Arsenal are doing. Hmm. <laughs> are you worried if you're an Arsenal fan at the moment? Because yeah, they need players. Kachelny's yeah, yeah. now gone I mean, on strike. He's yeah, refusing yeah. to play. He's not gone on tour. Aubameyang supposedly wants out the door. Ozil. I well. mean, they're they're going to struggle yeah. to retain what they did last season. Let alone build on that. Yeah. When you see people yeah. like Manchester United strengthening, I think it's the the problem at Arsenal for me seems to be above Emery. Um, you know, and, and the backing that he's getting from that board. Mm. I think Emery, I really like Emery as a manager. Um, you know, I like the way he starts his press conference. Uh, sorry, his media interviews. He goes, "Good evening." He seems like a really nice guy, and and he's got him playing some good football. And I think you know, getting into that Europa League final last season was. You know, they overachieved really, but I think it's troubling times for Arsenal. I mm-hmm. think it's another season of, uh, you know, despair on the horizon for them. I mean, even the kit launch, the Twitter thing on the kit launch got a bit, um, it went wrong as well, didn't it? You know, where you could put like someone's name on oh, the back oh, of a shirt. Oh, I've that. Oh, wow. <laughs> was like, that was someone bad. putting like the likes of a, uh, you know, yeah, let's not walk, mention it. But, uh, <laughs> but if you want to Google it, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't endorse what happened, yeah, though, yeah. but it happened. Hey, did you yeah. see when they put. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we'll end it there. Yeah, Stephen Norton, thank you very Thanks, much. Mate. Marley Cheers. Anderson, thank, thank you, you very much. Matt Pidd, thank you very much. Check out Matt's podcast, Armchair Fan, launching soon. And if you fancy coming on this show, then get in contact via Twitter at The Sports Social. You're always welcome to come and chat football on the podcast. We'll see you next time for the next Premier League Daily. Premier League Daily from The Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.